0: Right? Because saying no to me, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this today, it's not natural to me. It's not something that I can do easily. So I started it simple. And you're not alone. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. You're not alone. That makes me feel better. Truly. What is financial sobriety? We're back for part two of this conversation that's getting us ready for a different kind of holiday experience. We're going to rejoin the conversation that Jim and I were having about what we're going to be doing different for this holiday season than maybe what we've done in the past. I know what we're doing this year for the holidays. We are not buying meaningless stuff for our family. Nice. We are doing a full immersion experience because when I think back to my clarity compass and the four principles that mean the most to me, it's my faith, it's my family, it's my freedom, and it's my health.
1: What happened to food?
0: Well, food is part of my freedom. Oh. I want to be free to stuff my face with whatever I feel like stuffing oh, my face with. okay. Because <laughs> you were on the F train. I was like, okay, well, there's <laughs> the foods. I'm waiting for the food. Well, food's part of it. Come on. So is friendship. So is Sono affamato. Exactly. I could say that in 27 languages. There we go. For those of you who don't know what that means. Feed me, I'm starving.
1: There you go. In Italian, of in course. In the immortal words of John Panette, our favorite comedian.
0: God rest his soul. Yeah. Absolutely. God, you threw me off with that.
1: I'm supposed to. That's my job. Oh, <laughs> back to my so core values. You're having an immersion in the core values
0: of... Yeah. So when I, when I look at the four principles that drive every financial decision I make... It starts with my spirituality, my centeredness, my faith, my ability to be part of something bigger than me, my family, my tribe, my people, my inner circle, my closest friends and family, even my situational friends, being able to use my assets to get me more time with those people, my freedom, my freedom to go feel, explore, be a part of this world. And my health, doing things that are good for me mentally, physically, emotionally. So we're taking the family, and we're going to the island of Puerto Rico from Christmas Day to New Year's Day. Nice. I love the people of Puerto Rico. Yes. I love the food they cook. Yes. It is some of the most amazing food I've ever eaten by some of the friendliest, warmest, most inviting, loving people on planet Earth. Oh, and by the way, they've got palm trees, beaches, and sunshine. So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful trip. I don't regret a single dollar of what this trip is going to cost. Puerto Rico for the holidays sounds amazing.
1: I know how much you love the people. I know how meaningful a place that is for you and your family. And that's what we talk about. We talk about spending money intentionally on the people, places, and experiences that mean the most to you. Yes. And... My favorite uh, conjunction and, for yes. you is you have the finances to do it. Yes. I can't. I cannot stress enough that. If you can't afford to do it, you're not going to Puerto Rico. This isn't a mindless spend. This isn't a 2005 spend. This isn't because I saw
0: somebody else post something on social media. And now comparison
1: has gotten into my head, and And God bless it, it, I deserve to go to Puerto Rico for Christmas. Exactly. With my family. Exactly. And have a
0: great time on the beach. And we get to buy lots of stuff while we're there. It's not that. It's not that at all. Yeah.
1: So I know I got a little excited there. Yeah. But that's the distinction. And- I'm going to go off on a slight tangent for a second. Yeah, sure. Go for so it. So I have had dozens and dozens and dozens of conversations with clients about colleges for their children. Okay. And I have reached a point where I don't really hold back anymore and I speak my mind. You don't say. Really. Uh, really. Because too often they're looking at schools they cannot afford. Right. Right. I know this doesn't have anything to do with the holidays, but in this it's an opportunity, it's a teaching moment. Absolutely. In my mind. Absolutely. Where we have to be able to say no. We have to be able to say no, we can't afford that at this time. I know on this show I have told the story of Grace's interest in going to a school in Tennessee. I will leave the name out of it. But it's a it's a wonderful academic institution and it's about $80,000 a year. And Yowza. She, she, Yeah, 80, let me repeat that,
0: $80,000 a year. Did you just say $80,000 a year or $80,000 a year? Yes, I did, both. Wow. And
1: we had a conversation that, sweetheart, that's not in the budget. Too often I see families feel as though their child deserves a level of education at a private institution that comes with that kind of a price tag that they cannot afford, and I see it as a wonderful opportunity for the parents with the child to make a conscious choice and to have a conscious conversation around the economic impact of that. Yeah, It's the first time, I think, in a young person's life where they can have some skin in the game in terms of a decision and not the, not the mindless, oh, I want to go to private school ABC, that's where I want to go. At $80,000 a year. Now, if you got money coming out the wazoo, there's really no conversation to be had here, other than in terms of the value proposition of. Are you really going to get something out of a $320,000 education yeah.
0: if you're a liberal arts student? Yeah, but hang on. I would push back and say if you've got money coming out of the Wazoo, I know, I know, I know. part of the reason why you have money coming out of your Wazoo is because you didn't mindlessly spend $80,000 a year on your kid going to college right. for a liberal arts degree.
1: So, I, I go off on that ten, on that tangent because then I bring it back to my love of cars. And we've talked a lot about on the show my love of cars. I love cars. Yes.
0: And we're going to go back to your no thing in a minute. But tell me on the cars. I got something on that.
1: So I go down the road of, you know, I'd, I'd love a Bentley. I would love a Ferrari. Those would be two really cool things to have. They're not showboating for me. They're not, look at me. It's not about that. I love the craftsmanship. I love the unbelievable passion by which those those kinds of cars are made.
0: Yeah, you like stuff that's done well. I do. Yeah.
1: And it's not for anybody else. It's for me. Right. Right? I can't afford a Bentley. Right. I can't afford a
0: Ferrari. Well it's a good thing that you don't do this for anyone else. I could. I'm sure I qualify. Right. If I went into oh, the dealership. For like payments.
1: For a payment thing or a lease thing or I'm, you know, that I don't think that would be a problem. But in the financial In my financial world, it makes no sense economically.
0: And it's not aligned with your clarity compass. It's
1: not in alignment with my clarity compass. So I I beg of you as you go into this holiday season to be spending whatever you're going to spend intentionally. I promise I will. And to be very intentional with this concept of say no more.
0: Absolutely. Because let's go back to those parents in college for a second here and let's get real. I mean, come on. Why are those parents- offering to send their child away to a college they can't afford for $80,000 a year. They deserve it. Come on, it's more than that. They wanted it. They want their kids to like them. Right. They want their kids to think they're their hero. Look what mommy and daddy did for me. They sent me away to this ridiculously expensive college. Moms and dads want their kids to like them. They don't want to disappoint them. They don't want to say no to them. It's more important that my kids like me than anything else, and that has been one of the biggest problems, at least in my life, for me as a parent, were all those years that I spent being afraid to say no to my children because I was afraid of them not liking me. And I'm just I'm just getting to the root of this, right? Sure. We can disguise this and call it oh, whatever. Oh, I think we hit a knife here. Oh, we can call it whatever we want, but at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. This is simply... The the lack of being able to say no, and, and I'm just speaking from personal experience because I am a hardwired yes man. You ask me to do something, I'm going to say yes because I want you to like me. So learning how to say no, right? They say when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. When I finally wanted to turn this ship around, right, because I was that guy who chased money so that I could be the hero to my people, so I could buy them anything they might ever want in life. I think I've heard you mention that. Yeah. Because if I'm their hero, Jim, if I'm their hero- They'll like me. They'll like me, and guess who will finally feel good about himself? Right. I will. Exactly.
1: That obviously strikes a nerve with you, and I and I love it, because part of the reason it strikes a nerve with you is it reminds
0: you of you. At any time I am irritated by somebody else's behavior, it's because that person's holding up a mirror of some of my worst character defects of the past. Yeah. And But I'm aware of that now, so I tend not to get as outwardly irritated by other people's behavior because I've kind of healed from some of my bad stuff, and it's okay. But it still strikes that nerve when when I see this because I'm still capable of doing it. I'm still capable of lacking the discipline to say no at times. I did it with the fishing trip, right? We talked about this last episode. Granted, it was a tiny little spend relative to the shenanigans I used to pull But it was still an example of how I am still susceptible to saying yes when maybe I need to think about it and maybe even say no. So this idea of saying no, as I started to say, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And boy, did they start appearing in my life. Because after I met you, the next teacher who showed up in my life, he was the one who said to me, it was our friend Bo. He's the one who said to me, he said this to both of us. That if we ever want to—and I'm going to kind of use my words, not his words—if I want to heal this relationship I have with self, if I want to ultimately find some unconditional acceptance for me, which will allow me to realize true wealth in this world, that ability is tied directly to my ability to say no. Correct, as my daughter Emily would say. Holy cow, is that so not natural for this guy? Yeah, so let's, let's repeat that. My ability to create true wealth is directly connected to my ability to say no. What Bo taught me was that I had to develop a relationship. Right here, I, here I've already got these three very complicated relationships in my life with money, with people, with myself. And now Bo's telling me I need to develop a fourth relationship with this word, no. And man, was that counterintuitive to me. It, it went against everything I felt in my natural self. But it also tells you how willing and desperate I was at that point in my life. I was so beaten down because I was driving my car north on a two-lane highway, about to turn it head-on into a truck. That's where I was in my life. I was desperate. I was willing to start trying things that were very unnatural to the way I did things.
1: As I listen to you re- repeat that story I'm I'm often overwhelmed as many times as I've heard it and how scary that is and how my world and the world for a lot of people would be not the same without you in it. So God bless you for not doing that. The concept of saying no more. Yes. I love I've always loved it. I've always been attracted to it. I can put a slight spin on it, okay? Because I know for me one of the things that that concept has done is Say no to distraction. Okay. Right? So if you're on a mission... That's a great thing to say no to. Yeah. If you're on a mission, the mission, whatever it is, whatever your mission is, resistance is going to come in and play the game of distraction. To me, I kind of, if I, our dear beloved friend Glenn, if I can get a little Glenn heady for a minute, is distraction is to get off, is going to get me off course. So if I can, if I can say no and I can, I can build my no muscle. Oh, that's it. Impulsive shopping is distraction. Absolutely. Right. There's a wonderful Casey Musgrave song that I can't, I don't do that. I don't have the audio reel playing in my head, but there's a lovely song that she refers to. There's, you know, just, you know, buying more distraction. Mm. And if one of my kids is listening, they could text me right now, but we're in the recording studio, so that's not possible. But that's what this saying no muscle is. And instead of waiting till January to join the gym, we're going
0: to have you join the gym now right? and build this muscle. Right. Well, what, what saying no more to me eventually looked like, right, because it was so counterintuitive. It was so not natural for me to say no. I had to start with a list. I actually had to physically write these things down. And keep them, my little brown journal that yeah. I keep in that backpack. Yes. And I had to start it simple, right? Because saying no to me, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this today, it's not natural to me. It's not something that I can do easily. So I and started not, it simple. And you're not alone. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah, you're not alone. That makes me feel better, truly. When I realize I'm not the only one feeling this way, it's almost like a little bit of the pain goes away instantly. A lot of the pain goes away instantly. Well, I think it's hardwired in most people, not everybody,
1: but most people want to be liked. Yeah. So saying no is not natural to most people. Saying no is putting up a barrier, having an opinion, as strong as we have opinions on things like expensive colleges, that's going to inflame and offend some people. Sure. And saying no, I mean, we've talked about it on the show many times when- we're invited to something, whether it's a, a work thing or a social thing, and we say no. I still feel a little bit bad. I still fe- I have a little a little mm, uneasiness on the no. I'm not. I'm going to disappoint them if I say no. So
0: it's more disappointing them than it is the fear of missing out on something. Well,
1: but because I want them to like you want me. them to like. Absolutely, I can
0: I can get over the FOMO, yeah. right? I can get over the fear of missing
1: out. Yeah, and we have both business and personal relationships, where when we say no, we know on the other side of the transaction we're going to disappoint
0: them. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. We're going to disappoint people when we start and developing this relationship with the word no. More. You're going to start... You're, I mean, that's one of the byproducts
1: of this. Is right. You're going to start disappointing people more. It's going to start feeling more uncomfortable when you say no until you get used to it. Yeah.
0: Well, the, the good news about this saying no more list, is that you don't have to share it with anybody else. These are very personal no's for me. I I don't share. I've shared in studio a couple times some of the things that are on my no list, but most of the people in my life that I interact with on a day-to-day basis, they don't know what these things are. These are personal boundaries to me. You want to go to Chick-fil-A for lunch? I have a better idea. Let's go to Nick's Tacos. You were supposed to say no. I know. But instead, I redirected it with a better idea. I
1: know one of the things on your no list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Which is you say no to... The very first thing I ever put on my no list. Fast food. No more fast food. Now, does that mean I don't eat fast food anymore? I wish I could say it did, but it doesn't. It means... And and you've made how much progress in that category? A ton, because if I look back on the last 12 months, I can count on one hand the number of times I ate fast food. Right. That is progress relative to years before. Relative to perfection. Oh, relative to perfection, it's the progress that I'm looking for because I've already taken perfection off my plate. Good for you. I, I know
1: of a few people well, that on, might be listening to this that perfection is still something
0: they can't see because it's it's part of them. They're, they're chasing it. Well, it's, it's on my no list. I've said no more perfection. No more holding myself to perfection, which also ties into another no that's on my list, no more negative self-talk. So what I had to start slow, though. I had to put one thing. I had to put no fast food on the list, and then I had to challenge myself the very first time I had that desire for fast food where I paused and I said, no, not now. We're not going to do it now. And I drove away. I went home. I prepared a healthier meal. That gave me the confidence to start adding more things to the list. Here we go. I said, no more alcohol. Haven't had a drop in almost five years. That one I've done perfectly. Good on you, mate. So far, right? I said, no more cable news. Boy, taking cable news into my eyeballs and into my brain. Get it right. Get it right. Sorry, no more
1: megalomedia machine. Thank you. You've successfully mentioned that now in like the last 19 episodes, so we couldn't have an episode without where you said cable news. I mean, what are you, Ted Turner? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the megalomedia machine. Thank you. I feel so much better. I've said no to it. It's it's junk food to my brain. Yes, and it's not good for me. Yes. Does it mean I never read the news? No. It just means I read a lot less of it than I used to.
1: Did I tell you about our youngest son, Grant, a couple months ago? No. I well, had, you may have. I, I had, shouldn't I say had, that so quickly. I had to use his phone for something, and I'm scrolling through the phone, and there's a very famous news app. I'm just going to leave them out of it. Okay. A very famous cable news app. Cable news app, perhaps the one that I just mentioned the founder
0: of. Ah, right, a certain cable On news network. On his phone. 12. 12 years old and 12. he has an app for a cable news network on his phone.
1: Hey, bud, come here for a minute. Uh, what what what, dad? No, 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 it's not you're not in trouble. Don't worry. Just I got to talk to you about something. He's like, "Oh, okay. What? What's the matter?" Nothing's the matter. I just have to ask you a question. What do you do with this on your phone? Well, I, I like to go on and see the the headline news. Hmm. Why? Well, I just I do. I'm just curious. Does it? Does it? Do you feel better after you see this? No, I actually I don't. Generally not. So the hurricanes and the floods and the murders and the wars, the wars and the evil and the famine and the the disease and the. So can I ask you something? Yeah. Why do you have it on your phone?
0: If it doesn't make you feel good every time you look at it.
1: Well, because people talk about this stuff, and I like to be I like to know what's going on. Oh, I, I I respect that. But let's pause and you can make a conscious choice on that when you're an adult, but Dad's going to ask you to delete that off your phone.
0: Yeah, good parenting move, good, good coaching move. That was that, a, that was a coaching move. yeah, and he did yeah,
1: because he was getting sucked in at twelve.
0: Yeah, well, we got to help our children with their say no more list. But as adults who can make these decisions for ourselves, coming up with a list that says no more to these types of things, Good on you for catching that on Grant's phone. That was a complete fluke. Poof. Good on you for catching that. Because that's some of the worst stuff he could possibly be ingesting right now.
1: worse than fast
0: food. Oh, worse than fast food. Because it'll lead to eating a lot of fast food. It'll lead to a lot of self-destructive behaviors because of the depression that can come from constant bombardment of the megalomedia machine. We have to feel
1: better after ingesting that. Correct. Correct. So we're going to feel better... By doing
0: by acting fill in on the blank, the advertisements that they throw us between their bombardment to feel better, of depression. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That's a huge say no more thing. I love I love the concept.
1: I, I will admit that I have not I've not done a physical list of that. Yeah. I have more of a mental inventory that I, I love the concept of physically having a list that I can look at, yeah. I have done a better job on things like fast food, not just fast food, but just food choices. Yeah. So I don't, I don't quite have it as distinct as fast food. Have I had fast food in the past twelve months? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Yeah. But the consciousness around making food choices and the intentionality around if my family, as you do on Friday nights, like to have pizza night. Yeah. Pizza and I don't. I adore pizza. Let me right. let me get it right. Pizza doesn't adore you. Pizza does not adore me yeah. at many levels. Yeah. So if I'm going to indulge in it, I do it intentionally. And you do a little bit. And I
0: kinda do a little bit. Right. Relative and to how you used to do a th- lot th- of it. Thank bit. you. There you go. Yeah. That sure. Absolutely.
1: This concept of say no more as you, as we come into the holidays, we're going to talk a lot more about this in
0: our five day financial sobriety say no more challenge. Because what does saying no more give us the freedom to do? It gives us the freedom to say yes to the most important investment you could ever make, and that's in you. Me? You. People are going to invest in me? You're going to invest in you. Oh, I'm going to invest in me. You're going to invest in you. I'm going to invest in me. Ace is going to invest in himself and every financial sobriety community member who's with us today by learning how to say no more. What do we get from that? We get the freedom from the stuff that's killing us, the stuff that's destroying us, the stuff that's keeping our three most complicated relationships we have in life in limbo. Complicated. Complicated. It keeps them complicated. It keeps them complicated. It keeps them messy. It keeps them in a state of limbo. By saying no more, we get the freedom from that. And that gives us the freedom to begin to reposition money that we were using mindlessly on those things we now say no to. In alignment. We now get to realign how we use that money for the things that we get to say yes to that fuel us, that bring incredible amounts of energy into our lives, that are healthy for us, that renew
1: Renew the vibrancy, passion, and and interest levels that maybe have been on the back burner.
0: Absolutely. Let me tell you, since I started saying no to fast food, alcohol, the megalomedia machine— Mindless spending. Mindless spending, complaining, gossip, comparison— Saying no to negative self talk, saying no to people who suck the life out of me. By saying no to all of those things that suck the life out of me, I get to say yes to the things that absolutely invigorate me. And I get to use my money to support those things. I eat healthier, I drink more water. I even changed my relationship with exercise. I freaking hate exercise. But I fell in love with a game called tennis. And I use my money to belong to a club where I get to go play tennis. It costs money to do that. But I've intentionally realigned my financial resources by saying no to the things that kill me, by saying yes to the things that keep me alive and thriving. And my money is there to support that. I get to use my money to eat healthier. I never in a million years would have imagined spending the kind of money I spend on food. But since I no longer spend it over here on meaningless, mindless stuff, I can be very intentional with how I use it. This is where you taught me what the most important investment I could ever make was in me. It just took 17 years for it to finally start generating a return on that investment. Long-term investing pays off. If the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, then the next best time is today. I got something else that you can say yes to. Oh, yeah? What's that? Ted. Ooh. We have a friend. Not your friend, Ted. No? No. Oh. Our, Ted, other, our TEDx event here in Folsom.
1: Our TEDx event here in ah. Folsom. And what an interesting conversation it would be if we could pick it apart like, to, know, to know if that would have still happened if that opportunity to participate in the TEDx program here in Folsom would have happened without you saying no to all
0: those other things. Wow, that's a great question to think about. Mm. If I were going to guess, I would say no, probably not. If no, I no, were, don't say no. Well, if I were still saying yes to all those things I say no to, okay. I probably wouldn't have just been able to participate in the Reimagine TEDx event in Folsom because that was so cool to reimagine what our world could look like as we think about things a little bit differently and my how how cool it was for the financial sobriety conversation to be part of reimagining our life if we're being completely intentional with how we use our money what would that look like that was a lot of fun to be a part of and yes i will say that there is no way i could have been part of that if I didn't learn how to say no more, so that I could say yes to those types of opportunities.
1: Are you feeling the same gravitas as I am right now in terms of what this no muscle not only can do for you, obviously, in terms of what we're talking about, but the impact of what this skill, right? Let's call it a skill.
0: Absolutely. It is a skill.
1: What this skill can do for people, because it's, it's going to create opportunity in their life that they can't possibly see right now. No.
0: And that's what you and I are here—that's part of what we're doing here, is to give people a little bit of a sneak peek, to give them kind of this safe place to envision, to reimagine what that might look like. Amy and I did this in the car ride home from dinner last night, celebrating our anniversary. I looked at her, and I said, 24 years ago, when we were standing at the spinning wheel inn, saying our vows, watching our wedding party completely overindulge on the shrimp cocktail and open bar that followed— If you were to think back in 24 years of how our life would play out, is this what you imagined? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Right. Right? I mean, heck, you even predicted that if I was still doing what I was doing when I met you, career-wise, I'd be dead today. So I believe that developing a relationship with the word no saved my life. Not just no to some of those very obvious things that would kill me, like the amount of booze I was consuming, the amount of food I was consuming, the late nights that I was having. More than just saying no to that was the people that I was spending time with, the activities that I was engaged in, the ideals and the values that I was chasing. All of those things that I have since said no to, not perfectly, but as I look back over time, I've made incredible amounts of progress, and I believe that one relationship that Bo introduced me to a number of years ago, that relationship with the word no, absolutely, unequivocally, saved my life, and it's why I'm sitting here today.
1: That's a wow. That's a, that's a big wow. What I hope that does for our community of listeners is inspires them to take some action. Now, specifically... The action that you and I would like them to take is to come join us on November fifteenth, yes. And our five day
0: financial sobriety, say no more challenge. What five, the heck?
1: What the heck is this thing? Five, five day, five, five days, day
0: say no more challenge. Right? Are you asking me, or are you going to
1: tell me? I'm going to tell you. Okay, thank you. So on on Monday, November fifteenth, we'll say noon on twelve noon Pacific time. Pacific time. We're going to spend an hour plus hour my, plus or minus each day. Monday through Friday, teaching you this stuff.
0: Five simple tools to take into the holiday season to build that say no more muscle. Why? Because January 21st and that visa bill from the holidays is coming. Well, that's the prize. That's the the prize. The prize of coming to this
1: challenge for five days. Is that that visa bill hangover is going to be the least. It's ever been. It's ever been. Like, do you ever get joy when you get the visa bill and it's like, I'm, you know, $412? Oh, it's one of the happiest days of the month. Oh, it feels good. That's <laughs> the prize great. here, right? Yeah. That's the prize is knowing that that day is coming
0: and being prepared. Coming out of the holiday season, feeling so good about the new muscle you've acquired and the visa bill you've avoided. During the holidays it is a, it's a very natural
1: tendency for people to just kind of you know let go let just kind of fall off the wagon when it comes to whatever wonderful discipline they've been having when it comes to rest and food and drinking and eating and exercise and what have you we're not going to do that no pedal to the metal we are not going to do that we Plug don't it do in. that we don't do that with our business we don't do that with our families this is absolutely the time you want to go counter to the culture and double up your efforts So you got to join us on the 15th of November for this five-day financial sobriety challenge so that we can help you get through this and do something that most people are not willing to do, which is invest in themselves.
0: There'll be lots more information coming out online. Check our Facebook page, Financial Sobriety, our Instagram, our LinkedIn, our personal profiles. But just in case you don't want to miss out, send me an email. Matthew at yourfinancialsobriety.com. And I will make sure that I will personally make sure that you are added to the invitation list so you don't miss out on any information that comes out about the five-day Say No More Challenge coming November 15th. And with that, partner, that's a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money.
2: needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.